Hello, and welcome to the Behind the Give Button podcast, where we believe that charities desire to change the world, but struggle to get you involved. This podcast is all about exploring what's behind the give button so that your desire to change the world can find a trusted partner. Well, good morning and welcome to the Behind the Give Button podcast. Today, I have Maddie here with me from The Seed. So welcome, Maddie. Thank you. Happy to be here. I'm so excited to have you, A, because I've actually volunteered with The Seed, and um, in my first episode, I kind of spoke to a social enterprise community food uh, market that really opened my eyes and was part of the light bulb that went off in my head to start this whole project. So I'm very excited um, to be able to interview the one of the organizations that made me passionate about pursuing this. So <laughs> a wow, little extra. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So why don't you give us a bit of your personal background, how you came to hold your position at The Seed? Sure. And just to say, I think I met you one time at the market. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to that one time. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So my personal background, I guess I'll start with, uh, I went to, I did an undergrad in politics, philosophy, and economics uh, at Laurier. And then I was a bit like disenchanted after that about like the way that the world works. And so I kind of decided at that point, the most honest thing that I could do in the world was just learn how to grow my own food. (laughs) So I, I kind of did that, uh, but I actually moved to Montreal for a post-grad diploma uh, in community economic development at Concordia. And that was a really amazing course for me, uh, learning about new new ways of doing things uh, economically, social enterprise, that kind of thing. Um, Montreal also has like a ton of cool stuff happening in the not-for-profit food and food growing spaces. So I was able to volunteer and intern and learn how to grow my own food and all that. Um, so that was awesome. And then I moved back to Ontario like seven years ago now Um, and also the whole time through school and when I first moved back I was working in restaurants and food retail so I was aware of kind of those systems and system gaps and I had all that knowledge of cooking and selling food and all that and so then I was hired at the seed uh, like about four years ago originally on a 12-week contract (laughs) Uh, so yeah, that's, that's my background, Yeah. What a basic thing to say, like the best thing you could do is learn how to grow your own food. So how does the seed help you feel as though you're still working towards that? What is the seed trying to accomplish? Oh my goodness. Yeah. So the seed does a lot of different things, including, uh, growing, like teaching food, growing and food cooking skills. Um, It's an amazing project. It came to be about six years ago in Guelph. I should shout out to Guelph. Um, (laughs) When several different local organizations identified a very specific need, which was for more fresh food and more collaboration in the emergency food system here. Um, So we began. And the first thing that we kind of did was create a fresh food warehouse where we could basically buy 
fresh food together for food banks and food pantries. Um, and so, yeah, that was the first thing and store it in a central location in a big fridge. Um, anyway, so, so many years later, we exist as a permanent project of the Guelph Community Health Center. Um, and we're kind of a food movement and we're building a connected community where everyone has access to good food, which is a super simple sounding goal, but it really <laughs> isn't actually that simple. Um, it's more nuanced food insecurity. The problem of not having access to enough good food is super nuanced. Like people think of it as straight up hunger, but in fact, it's kind of a spectrum from severe where it is straight up hunger, like where you're running out of food or skipping meals uh, to marginal where you can't really afford to eat healthy or choose the food that you want. Um, and so we try to acknowledge that and you know, there are at least 20,000 people who have some form of food insecurity in our area, which is a, a lot, mm -hmm. um, especially in a region that like has so much agricultural land and like, local food kind of culture and activities. Yeah. And then there's the fact that the main cause of food insecurity is low income. So by definition, we're kind of anti-poverty and we also believe it's not enough to just feed people. We have to address the underlying root causes. So yeah, the challenge is <laughs> it's not that simple. Um, and rebuilding a better food system means we have to find lots of new ways of doing things and filling gaps that traditional food systems weren't built to address, like food waste and that kind of, yeah, lots of different things. And then, yeah, so the seed has multiple and creative solutions to this problem of food insecurity. And we do it, you know, as we were founded through a lot of collaboration with other organizations as well. Right. And so the way that I was introduced to the seed was, you know, I was studying nutrition um, at the University of Guelph and it was part of um, a food insecurity course I was taking. And it was this topic that you know, I'd heard of food insecurity before, but I hadn't really thought much about it. I just thought it was people going hungry. So then yeah. to have the chance to go and learn about the seed and see some different um, ways that you guys are creatively tackling it was once again, that light bulb that went off. Like I'd always thought of, um, of food banks as kind of the only <laughs> way of doing it yeah. just because I think I was in my little bubble, but it just makes so much sense the way that the seed is tackling these problems. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty normal. I mean, there's a food bank in every city, right? Um, and they do really important work, but it's not all the work that needs to be done, right? So, yeah. And then something else that the seed does that a lot of food-based charities do not do is we run social enterprises, which that it for those who don't know it, a social enterprise runs like a business. Like most of our programs are not free. Our food isn't always, it's usually not free. It's just affordably priced. So it's sold at a discount and often at a sliding scale. Um, and the reason of course, to do that in a social enterprise is because you are not measuring your, the success of your essentially business by how much profit you make, you're measuring the success by the impact in our case, reducing food insecurity. 
So we have had like, we have lots of different activities happening, but um, our sliding scale markets, which unfortunately we've actually had to stop right now due to the pandemic. Uh, that's where you volunteered, Claire. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we had to stop those, but yeah, the sliding scale was really cool. Um, and now we're actually starting a new social enterprise uh, focused on home delivery and we're using the sliding scale again. Um, inspire, you know, it came to be, we've been doing home delivery since COVID. Um, we were doing free food for a while funded by a bunch of different grants and now we're moving over to making it sliding scale so that we can sustain it and we don't have to rely on grants for everything. Yeah. Right. And so if you could kind of pick apart um, the sliding scale, like I, I know because I was volunteering at the community food market, but could you kind of, yeah, pick that apart for people listening? Sure. So when you go to a community food market, it's set up and it looks like a normal farmer's market. Um, it's like you've got maybe 65 plus different fresh fruits and vegetables. We were only doing fruits and veggies then. Um all laid out on the table attractively in baskets. Um, and then you go through and you do your shopping as usual, but you'll notice that on the signs, there is not just one price for an item. There's two prices and you can pay anything in that range for the item. And when you check out, you get your whole total also as a sliding total. So say it's between 10 and $25. Um, and you can pay anything you want in there the low end, the high end, anything in between, no questions asked. Um, and it's, it's really cool because people, we've done evaluations and people do pay what they think they can afford because they know that if they pay more, that money is just being reinvested to help their community. Um, so we were running five of these different markets and yeah, they were able to kind of generate income. The other nice thing about it is about shopping there um, is that it's very dignified because you know it's a mixed income space. There's no judgment. No one knows what you're paying on that scale other than the person at the cash, I guess, but they're trained and you know non-judgmental. And so we worked really, really hard with those to create that space. So everyone belongs, this market is for everyone. And yeah, it really took off and we're hoping to reopen them uh, sometime soon, once our resources can be uh, focused there again. But yeah. Right. Yeah, and Lovely it was, yeah, it felt like just a regular old farmer's market, like um, the the seed employee that we were volunteering under, right? Like she knew everyone's name. It was very like a comfortable community thing. So I was very encouraged by the program and just how it, reaches people who would not otherwise be able to afford, you know, fruit and veggies at the grocery store or struggle exactly, to yeah. yeah. It's like the the lower end of the sliding scale was usually like up to 50, maybe even 75% off the retail price. Right. Um, and most of the food people always want to know where we get the food. Um, we bought most of it through suppliers the same way grocery stores do. Um, some of it we would get from we would purchase from local farms, but yeah, always very high quality and doing the sliding scale and having that bit of income allows you to actually purchase really high quality food as well. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> so if you could give us, because I know the seed has multiple projects on the go, different programming. Um, could you give us an overview of what's going on at the seed in terms of projects? Yeah, so right now um, we've got like a whole bunch of different stuff going on since COVID. Um, it was it was actually pretty hard <laughs> at the beginning because so we we really believe in the value of connecting over food. So we were running before like a sliding scale weekly cafe and we were doing a lot of events and um, it was a big adjustment for us. Our youth employment work kind of ran in big group cohorts where like seven to 10 youth would be going around doing training and um, we would, send buses with like full of volunteers out to the farms to like help us grow food for our programs and learn about food out there. So yeah, a lot of our activities kind of have changed a lot in the last year because of COVID because all of those things aren't really possible. And we've definitely felt it like we missed that like at the markets, the community atmosphere and you know, you know, food is the great connector. We think mm -hmm. that. And so it's, we're excited to be able to get back to that. But um, right now we are like, the community really on the other hand came together in such an amazing and inspiring way. Um, we got a new warehouse. So we had it donated and it's huge. And we built a new like massive, I'm not very good at talking in square feet. <laughs> Neither. <laughs> I, would, I would tell you just how huge, but it's like almost, yeah, it's big enough that we share now with, with five other organizations in the warehouse oh, wow. and, uh, and in the cooler. And so that was a big change. And then of course we switched to doing home delivery of food. Like I mentioned um, at our peak delivery, we were delivering to like 800 households a week using all volunteers uh, to pack and deliver the food. And so that was huge. That was more volunteer time and energy than we've ever had before. We we're a relatively new project. So we're like, we've slowly been building that base, but it was just incredible how people came together. Um, and then, so like I said, this is actually the last week of that original program and we're switching over to doing the sliding scale version. So that is the main thing that we're doing. Um, we're trying to scale up uh, to get more clients and we need people who want to pay on the high end. Um, we are, the way we're doing this one is kind of a membership model where you commit. So you sign up as a groceries from the seed member, you shop online. We have a new online store. It's very beautiful. Um, <laughs> tons of variety. We've branched out to like doing eggs and dairy, um, all that kind of stuff. You can get a lot of healthy food on there. And when you sign up, you commit to a price floor. So we have a 25% membership, 50, 75, and then retail price. So, and then the sliding scale starts there. If that, does that make sense? I think yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, so if you're a 25% member, that's the lowest we can offer the food is 25% of the price. And so you can pay anywhere from 25% up to 100%. We need to have an even spread or relatively even of memberships 
So right now we're trying to get a bunch of new people to commit to paying regular price for their groceries through us. Right. Um, so if any of your listeners are living in Guelph or Wellington, um, they should go to our website and sign up for that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and then what else are we doing? We kept doing our superheroes community fundraiser this winter. Um, so that's where we sell these little soup pouches, like the layered soup mixes, you know, mm -hmm. um, and that raises money for our programs. It actually raises a lot and we sell them in our online store now as well. Uh, and we ship that across Ontario, actually. So that's something for any of your listeners, probably. And um, yeah, what else are we up to? Oh, yeah, we're still doing our youth employment work, how I mentioned. Oh, and a huge part of our home delivery is our upcycle kitchen work. So we are, we started this work a few years ago, where we take food that would otherwise go to waste cook it in our kitchens into like delicious value added products and sell it um, in its transformed form to uh, rate, like again, uh, on a sliding scale to raise money and help sustain our programs. And it's really delicious food. So in right now, what's coming out of the kitchens is our frozen meals. So they're like frozen single serve meals in reusable containers that get returned and um, they go to and it they go to households uh, on the low end of the sliding scale in our store they're 250 and on the high end they're 980 okay um, yeah so they're like just a really good meal super nutritious um, could you give kind of um, an example of a meal prepared because I think when I think of upcycle kitchen um, and like using food waste, I kind of left with a few question marks. So what are some meals <laughs> that have come sure, out of the yeah. kitchen? So just so, so everyone knows um, when we say food waste, like we, we don't take food from restaurants or retail. We go higher up the supply chain. So it's like if a supplier has a truck of tomatoes that, are just a little squishy or something. Um, that's the type of stuff we're going for or, a, or more gleaning. Like if a farmer has a field of stuff they can't harvest. Yep. Like that. Um, yeah, so it's, it's larger donations, not like little one-off things. So we're doing gotcha. still batch cooking and it's not like all of the ingredients are upcycled but every meal has at least an ingredient or two that's rescued as we say. <laughs> um so it's still really high quality stuff and yeah every they make all kinds of delicious stuff soups um like potatoes meat um you've got like burritos and curries and you know all kinds it's different every week right because it's inspired gotcha. by whatever ingredients are available yeah, yeah. I see that yeah it paints a better picture in my head <laughs> yes <laughs> Yeah, great. Um, I'm, oh, yeah. I think that's pretty much like what we're doing, what we're up to. Like I said, our our volunteer program has really grown. So there's lots of volunteers, volunteers in the kitchen as well. Um, yeah. 
And so if someone, you know, is living in Guelph, Wellington area or wants to get involved, how would they go about doing so? Yeah, so there's lots of ways because we're, we have so many different things going on. But um, the main things to do right now are the thing that I've already mentioned, which is become a customer. Um, it really helps us. It has a huge impact. If you, be if you're, if you become a retail paying customer, you're going to enable like two other families to get discounted memberships. The math is really good. <laughs> so it has a big impact to do that. Um, and that's the stevewealth.ca slash groceries. And then, of course, um, volunteering is another great way to get involved. We have people uh, cooking, packing, driving, and soon growing food as well. Like I mentioned, we partner with Everdale Farm and other local spaces to grow food for our programs um, and also just learn how to grow food like my big dream yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, and so there's lots of ways to get involved and then we also have events and you can support by buying our t-shirts or our soup mixes um, on our website yeah those are and then you can donate of course is <laughs> <laughs> always good it helps us you know have a buffer for our for this new social enterprise to make sure that we can still continue to feed people no matter what because um, it's a bit of a risk it's the first groceries from the seed is the first sliding scale online grocery store that we know of <laughs> like definitely in Canada mm -hmm. I think so uh, it's uncharted territory um, <laughs> we definitely need lots of support yeah for sure and so you kind of um sort of touched on what's behind your give button. Um, you just mentioned that, yes, you can just donate to the seed, but are there uh, ways to kind of designate which programs your money is going to? Um, just kind of um, a bit more in depth to that question. Sure, yeah. So when you donate to us right now, that money is going to groceries from the seed. The way that we kind of do it at the seed, since we're not that big of a project really, um, like financially, uh, we are still growing our donor base. Um, we kind of have a different focus for our funds depending on the year or the season. And yeah, right now it's really going toward the groceries from the seed social enterprise, making sure that we have the staff that we need, making sure that we can, if say we have a lot of people sign up for discount memberships, and not, not enough 100% paying customers yet, mm -hmm. we, can we can still give them food because we can afford it. Um, so that's, that's where the money's going right now, all of it, as far as, uh, yeah, as far as donating. Um, but different at different times, like we use it to purchase the food that we get from, say, our good food project program where we're growing food at Everdale, like I mentioned. So we actually pay Everdale for that food. Again, a very reduced rate, but to make that partnership work. Um, but the thing about giving when social enterprise is involved is it actually grows your impact a lot mm -hmm. because we also are contributing. Um, and yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. Like, we can, we can, we have 
relationships with like with all these farms and all these other organizations we have very little waste food wise um and it just yeah you can you can really have a huge impact just with a little bit oh also we have a a matching donation situation right now with the harvest impact fund in guelph uh, so if you give $20, it's just doubled. It becomes 40. Um, so that's awesome too. <laughs> a great reason to give right now. Yes. So if you're listening, go check that out ASAP. <laughs> yes. They're matching up to the first 90,000, I think, which is really. Oh really goodness. Cool. Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. It'll be really awesome. Uh, if we can get all that, we are not there yet. But yeah. <laughs> Little by little. Oh, yes. That's that's kind of what the seed's all about, you know, very grassroots. And we're kind of, we grow how the community needs us to. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, thank you so much for your time. It was exciting to uh, get a uh, little update on what you're doing at the seed. Um, I know you left a, a fire in me passion wise. Um, so it's exciting to get an update of where you guys are at. And thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me and share with all the listeners. Thanks, Claire. Um, it's really awesome. Like, it's great for me to uh, like know that we had an impact on you personally, because personal transformations are huge. And I, I believe that food is a conduit for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're doing great work. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Behind the Give Button podcast. You'll be able to find the seed linked on website and our social media. So be sure to go check them out there. We hope you'll tune in for the next episode.